Welcome to Manager Tools. Our guidance on I Didn't Get the Title or Raise, Part 1. Here we go. Mark, how do you handle the situation where you got a quote-unquote promotion, but you didn't get the title or you didn't get the raise that typically would go with that quote-unquote promotion? This is a lot more prevalent today in the 21st century than it was, say, 25, 30 years ago. As companies delayer, as structure becomes more fluid and flexible, we find that a lot of mid-level managers don't realize they have the ability to move things around, uh, and so they don't. But then when senior people move things around, they don't have it all worked out. Things change. And there are temporary situations and somebody's asked to, to oversee somebody for a little while. And frankly, people don't know. A lot of people today poo-poo the idea of a very rigid structure. And I would agree with them, except they poo-poo it in part because they want clarity on what their role is. One of the downsides of poo-pooing a, a rigid structure is that rigid structures tend to have less opportunity. So you end up with more opportunity if you allow the structure to be flexible. But what that means is there's uncertainty and people don't know what to do. That's right. Um, and look, leaner organizations, managers don't have as much AR, HR support. So the administrative tasks that go with moving people around aren't done as quickly. Plus, sometimes somebody moves somebody and then somebody more senior says no. So promotions don't happen uh, efficiently. We're testing things on more people. So, right, when you get a promotion, but your boss doesn't say anything, or you get a quote promotion, unquote, you think of it as a promotion, you definitely have more responsibility, and your boss doesn't seem to mention anything about it. It's frustrating. So, look, yeah, it is. Yeah. So four uh, topics today. First of all, it's possible that you're going to be asked to serve in an acting position, an acting role. If that's the case, it's a bit of a different situation. We'll cover that first because that's quite prevalent or, or maybe not prevalent, but it's certainly a lot more common than it used to be. Um, the second point is, and this is where so many of us misfire, you don't make an issue of your title or your raise or your parking space or anything else immediately. You don't. And there are reasons, and we'll go into it. Third, you wait eight weeks, okay? And eight, not seven, eight. And the smart thing is, in those eight weeks, you deliver results, okay? The final step is you ask your boss after eight weeks, what's the plan? You don't say, I didn't get my stuff. You know, I'm going to take my toys and go home. You ask him or her what the plan is. This is the strategically career-enhancing way to handle the situation. There you go. And I, I love that point. Can't wait till we get there. Okay. So let's talk about the acting situation because there's often a number of times where somebody gets put, get, you get put into an acting role. There is some expectation that at some point you may be the person, but right. it's act, acting. And I, look, I have, I have a personal experience with, with, with this where I was, uh. I was, I was put into a, a very senior acting role and I didn't shoot myself in the foot. But, but you didn't help yourself. I, I didn't help myself, and and we're not exactly talking about this today. But there is a there's a there's a theme there, and right. in my mind, I was being I was being aggressive and um, achieving results, and I took charge. 
I was in an acting role. I wasn't in the role. I was in an acting role. You and, did an Al Haig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to me, it was, it was about taking charge and getting results. And to others, it looked like hubris. Right. Uh, and I put my boss in an uncomfortable position because there are some politics that need to be worked out. And to this day, I, re- I regret it greatly. So, yeah. Dude, where were you? Where were you when I needed you? (laughs) Well, what's funny about this is both you and I, early in our careers, struggled with an understanding of politics. Yes. Um, In fact, when we were stationed together in Hawaii, we we mentioned this recently um, uh, at a client in Silicon Valley that I was quite good at my job, but a couple of times didn't get perhaps what was due to me because there were several people more senior to me who didn't take a liking to me too terribly much. And part of it was because I said, well, I'm not going to play politics. And we actually had a young man come up to us afterwards and said, you know, I heard that from my boss. Don't, you know, you're not playing politics. Politics exists and you have to navigate those waters. And folks, for those of you who don't know, Mike and I are older than many of you who are listening, but uh, to pull an Al Haig is to refer to Alexander Haig, who is a West Point graduate, much like Mike and I. And he was, at the time uh, of this incident, the Secretary of State for the United States President Ronald Reagan. Uh, President Reagan was shot, and Secretary Haig was in the White House, had been a, is a former four-star general, highly regarded as a military leader, and, and quite a competent administrator and a, and a good Secretary of State, but said to a press conference, hastily arranged, um, something to the effect of, don't worry, I'm in charge here. Um, <laughs> as if which, he were the president. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, well look, it, I know him, and he would tell you, that's not what I meant. You know, um, he understood that the vice president was now the acting president. But that kind of perception of others, that you're not only in an acting role, but you're taking on the full complement of things, will be often politically punished. And look, guys, if you're asked to serve in an acting role, which Al Haig not only wasn't asked, but he wasn't acting, It is a good thing. A boss saying you can handle more, and there may be some negatives in terms of uh, we can't arrange the politics, we can't arrange the HR and the administration of it, but it's a good thing. But when your boss says she wants you to serve in an acting role or capacity, that means by definition that there's no associated raise and your title, official title, will not change in the interim while you're acting. They may in fact promote you after some period in an acting role, but acting by its definition means no, you won't have the title. Yeah, and and they may promote you. <laughs> don't don't make any assumptions. Yeah, and, and by the way, you may kick butt and they may not promote you because the politics didn't work out or Guys, I can't tell you the number of times that losing one person because they left the company, because they got promoted, because they got fired, because they took a lateral, because they took a step down, will be the straw that breaks the camel's back of some more senior person, their boss, their boss's boss, to say, okay, look, we've been talking about three or four moves. We have this opening. This gives us that extra tile and that sliding the numbers around the square game to say, let's, let, let's do it all now. And you end up serving in a role for 30, 60, 90, maybe even 120 or 180 days. And while the senior person says, geez, I would have loved for Mike to have gotten that title, he did well. 
you not getting the title, you not being taken away from acting and having the, the role official is not necessarily a reflection on you. Absolutely not. I mean, it, it may be predetermined who's going to be in that role, and they're just not available yet because they're moving several people around, right? And there's, yep. a, there's a lag in terms of when this person is available. And if you're supportive and you do a great job and you handle not getting the job with grace, there's a great opportunity to send a message there. Or if you act like a child, yeah, well, the opposite, yeah. right? So, so I'll tell you guys, one of the lessons I've learned at this point in my career Looking back on my early career, for those of you who were just beginning to understand these kinds of politics, is I would have a habit of seeing something happen in roles or responsibilities higher up or in a different part of the organization. Maybe Mike and I, when we were lieutenants in the Army, would talk about it. And I would say, a couple of things would happen. And I'd say, well, if they were going to do that, why didn't they just do this? I mean, what they did seems pretty complicated and dumb. And looking back now, if I had said that to a more senior captain or a major, somebody who'd been in 10 or 15 years, they'd have been like, well, yeah. And I was surprised it didn't lieutenant, take my you side. Don't understand. Right, exactly. And the tone was exactly, Lieutenant, you don't understand. And now I realize that when people more senior didn't directly disagree with me, what they were saying was, I can't even discuss this with you because you're completely oblivious to the very engine that made all those moves necessary, which was the political situation. Right. So you get patted on the head. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you don't even realize it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, folks, to ask about a raise when you get an acting title, because acting means by definition there's no raise, your title won't change, is a red flag to a seasoned boss of yours. If she intended to give you a raise, which by the way, let's be clear guys, we're gonna say it again, your boss can't give you a raise all by herself. It takes other approvals, unless your boss is a VP or fairly senior, okay? Yeah, some organizations it takes a, a complete village. But okay. Yeah, <laughs> if she intended to give you a raise, she wouldn't have made you an acting anything. So be careful if you were to quickly say, hey, okay, I'm acting, you know, how does this change my pay or whatever? Can I use the acting title? No. Be careful. You'll send the wrong message that you think this change is about you. And folks, never forget, any promotion you ever get is never about you. It's always about the organization. Okay? That's why I've said many times on air that one of the, well, my favorite first line of any book is Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life, and the first line of the book is, it's not about you. True about life, true about organizations, true about careers. Right. I mean, it's certainly possible that the acting title is interim, right? I mean, perhaps there's a, a plan out there to allow you to take those responsibilities, but your boss has to check out all the administrative blocks and do the coordination, coordinate yep, with the yep, village yep. to make the promotional official. Yeah, and maybe your boss will tell you that. And, and maybe you won't. That's right. right? This you is, don't I mean, know. the boss is like, wait a minute, that's my job. Mike wants to promote Mark. Mark's going to do the job. And the boss says, I got these 13 people. I don't need to keep Mark posted. Mark ought to be worrying about getting his work done. That's right. And, and look, at it, I may not be able to pull it off. I mean, I may feel like Mark's ready for the job. And maybe my boss doesn't. And I'm right. like, you know, frankly, I'm not going to tell you if I'm not absolutely certain that you're going to get the role, I'm not going to dangle this thing in front of you and say, hey, dude, yeah, yeah you're a shoe and you're going to get the job. And yeah. then I come back a month yeah, later exactly. and say, sorry, dude, couldn't make sorry. it happen. Didn't make it happen. Yeah. And of course, too many bosses don't ever say sorry. Don't ever explain, uh, even at a high level, sorry, couldn't make it happen. And look, 
if your boss does tell you, if he tells you you're going to get the official title and raise, great, okay? Be patient. Wait two months. Follow the guidance we put in here. If he doesn't, do the same thing, okay? There are a lot of bosses who don't care to publicize all the stuff behind the scenes to make everything happen. Look, we would tell them, and we need to cast on this mic, to tell you that doesn't mean you ought to get frustrated if they don't. And in fact, there are some bosses who say, you know, politics is just something I have to do. And maybe that's not the best attitude about the politics of situations like this and the administrivia of situations like this, but it's not a bad one to have. It's sort of net neutral about them. But some bosses would say, this is what I have to deal with. Either he's not ready to hear about that or, you know what, that's not a great part of this job. And so I don't want to kill the fires of this guy. He's a good guy. I, I want him or her to do better. Yeah. Now, look, we would also tell them to tell you not because your concerns matter, no offense, sorry, but rather to educate you on what's involved in promotions. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, one more thing. We need to do some stuff about promotions, Mike, about how to get people promoted. We've we've talked about it in various parts and pieces over the years. Uh, it's been 10 years now. But one of the things people don't understand about promotions is a lot of work is done in advance. The announcement of a promotion, a formal promotion, not an acting, but a formal promotion, is the culmination of a number of things. The person that gets promoted gets the reward. But believe me, their boss has done a lot of things. And what too many bosses, and this probably applies to some of you, it definitely applied to, to me at one point in my career, assume that promotions are done, I don't know, sort of in a black magic way, somebody else is deciding, and the manager isn't making known the effectiveness of the direct, isn't politicking for that direct, and then managers wonder why somebody else gets somebody else gets it, and then of course they blame politics. When in fact it wasn't politics, it's the other person's manager, the one who got promoted, doing the hard work in advance. Yeah, in advance over a long period of time yeah. in many cases. I was with a client every day this past week and I said it several times to people that if you are not naming a number two, if you're not being clear that I've got somebody who, if you'll pardon the expression, is first among equals, then you're missing an opportunity. The work happens in advance. That doesn't mean there's not administrative to happen once the promotion happens. There is. Or beforehand to get all the signatures and everything else. And a discussion of what the pay is going to be and so on. But there's work to be done in advance, guys. And one of those steps is a number two. For those you know who are early in your career, the work happens very often, well before the position ever becomes available. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, of right. course. It's a matter of setting somebody. And one of one of the things I did well at in my professional career was getting my folks promoted. And I, yeah, you I did. had really yeah. great people. So it's it fairly, I think, fairly easy. But it involves some work and work over the course of a year or so. Right. Um, once I decided somebody was ready, setting it up so that when the, you know, some executive role became open, they were kind of first among equals in terms of, of people applying for the job or people being considered for the job. So anyways, right. that's, you're right. We probably need to do some more. Yeah. And, and here's a downside of the fluid 
versus rigid organizational discussion we had earlier at the top of the show. If you have a fluid organization, there are people who are listening right now who are kind of tuned out a little bit because what they're saying is, yeah, you know, I spent six months trying to help a guy get a role that's that's going to be available, and then they reorg, and now that role's not available. And, you know, you get burned on that three or four times. We respect, guys, that you would be frustrated and go, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to look for targets of opportunity and just get my guys as ready as I can and go. We respect that, and we would still tell you, do all you can to make sure those people who you believe have additional abilities uh, get them ready. And I'm going to just mention this, another aside, I spent all week talking about this because I was talking to technology clients. Folks, you got to delegate. If you're not delegating, there won't be anybody ready to be an acting manager. Okay. Yes. Before we go on to the next point, like we just ought to share, like, like folks, if you're in an acting manager role, you can't sign your emails. Oh. <laughs> Michael Ozan, acting really? manager. Does that mean I shouldn't put MBA Masters of Business, or PhD. business Administration. No, 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 no. You're, no, PhD you can put. I'm talking on a resume, dude. The people who signed Joe Smith, comma, MBA at the top of their resume. Look, you would put PhD, you would put MD, you would put LLD, right? But you would not put well, I'm saying on your emails. I'm oh, on your email. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, folks, if you're doing that, if you're doing that in emails, like, stop. It doesn't do you any good. Yeah. I mean, every time I see it, I just roll my eyes. It's like, seriously? Really? Okay. So, but you can't put acting manager. Yeah. There. You can't put them while you're serving in order to help others understand why you're doing something. You don't put acting manager. It just feels like you're co-opting the title. It was like the first raft of, uh, I know I'm going to upset my, my friend at Apple, but it was the first raft of um, emails people got from their iPhones that, you know, people said sent for my iPhone. And there were people I know that did that so everyone would know they had an iPhone, as opposed to sent for my mobile device, for instance. Look, there's nothing wrong with telling someone on the phone or in person telling them that, hey, FYI, I'm acting as manager of the field tech team for now. Okay. There's nothing wrong with mentioning it in the body of the mail in the same way. By the way, I'm acting manager of this, so I don't mean to I don't want you to worry that I'm trying to take over anything. Our boss left. I've been asked to serve. Anything you need to let me know, I'll be happy to help if I can. But don't assume the title. In other words, use the title the way titles are formally used, unless you're in one of those organizations. And to be honest, a couple of weeks ago, I was in, in Washington, D.C. with a federal client, government does come to mind, where there are, are official roles, legal entities, legal ramifications of the acting title. And that allows the incumbent, uh, the person in the role, to take certain formal actions. That generally is not true in corporate and non-governmental organizations. Just keep that in mind. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>